Welcome back to the podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And as usual, I'm just going to jump right in and get started. So lately, um, my heart has just been heavy or concerned as I look around and I see different members of our church family just struggling, you know. And to be honest, I've been angry, not at the people, but at the enemy and how he is just having a heyday in the lives of God's children. That's not supposed to be the case. People, you know, they say amen. They do the Christian things, they they come to church on Sunday, Wednesday, they come to Saturday prayer, and and I'm sure that everyone is sincere. I am not questioning people's passion and their love for the Lord. I am not, but it just does not sit well with me to hear about some of the things that the people are going through. And I know that that's not what God wants for them. So if you can never get your head above water. Something needs to change. You you give, you tithe, you praise God, you fast, you pray, and you still experience lack. You still experience sickness. Something is wrong. A few days ago, I was with a group of young ladies, and we were discussing a, um, a topic related to flowers. And we were trying to figure out what would be a good message for a women's meeting, but it had to be related to, to flowers or gardening. And I automatically thought of my houseplants. So I'm going to tell on myself, my houseplants have been struggling for a while. Yes, they have been. I did the bare minimum to keep them alive. You know, it's like I would forget about them for months on end, you know, and then I would look up because the leaves are droopy and then I'd give them some water and they'd perk up and I, you know, pat myself on the back. <laughs> but once I started to just take the basic steps of plant care, get this, I started to feed them. I watered them regularly and I would cut off uh, any brown leaves or anything that looked like it might be sickly. Yes, I did all of that and I began to see immediate improvement. And now I see growth every day by just taking basic steps to take care of my plants. I see new leaves every single day. And so in this meeting, when I mentioned pruning, of course, I got some looks from the ladies and they were like, ouch, you know, because pruning isn't fun to think about and pruning isn't fun to talk about and pruning definitely isn't fun to go through. And so I just started to examine my heart because I don't ever want to be harsh, but sometimes the truth hurts, you know, Sometimes the truth hurts. And my main concern is that the truth be given in love. And so Jesus is coming back soon and he's returning for a victorious bride. And to be honest right now, there are several people, myself included, that need to step it up just a little bit and start experiencing more or at least some of God's goodness. Like I said, after that meeting, I was examining my heart and as I was, as I've been reading my word, I see that I am not crazy. The Lord took me to Haggai, to the book of Haggai. 
um, chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 6 and 7. In verse 6, starting at verse 6, it says, Ye have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. If the promises of God are not being manifested in your life, consider your ways. If I'm not seeing a big return on the seed that we've sown, I need to consider my ways. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 reads, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. If there is a way that seems right, then that means there is a way that is right. Hashtag God's way of doing things is the right way. Amen. The Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Not reaping is a violation of God's word. It's a violation of spiritual law. And that makes me angry. Doggone it, if God says I should reap bountifully, then dang it, I want my harvest. Amen. God is not instructed. God has instructed me on some things that I need to change in my life. So I'm not pointing the finger at anybody because like I said, God has instructed me on things that I need to change in my life because I am expecting a maximum return on the seed that my husband and I have sown over these years. And I want everyone of the Church Unlimited family to walk in the Deuteronomy 28 blessings. Ultimately, all of God's children, but my main concern is my house, my family, and my church family. My priority or is those that God has entrusted to us, my husband and I. So as the Lord leads me over the next few weeks, we will be looking at basic things that we may need to address. And look, it may be a minor adjustment to shift everything in your life. And hey, you may realize that you just need to start calling in some things. You just need to pull out your scriptures, stand on the word, and in faith, just declare a thing and call in your provision. Call in your property. Call in your healing. God is so personal. He'll minister to each person individually. So I'm going to leave that up to him. And no matter how badly I want to see you walking in the, in the full blessings of God, I realize that nothing in your life changes until you get fed up with your present circumstances. So now let's look at the story of Jacob and Esau. This story is found in um, the book of Genesis chapter 27. And I'm going to start at verse 38, but prior to verse 38, we see that Isaac is getting ready to die and he tells Esau, 
hey, go go make me some, go kill, go kill some venison. Make me a stew so that I can bless you before I die. Now in chapter 26, there was a thing that happened with Esau and Jacob where Esau gave up his birthright, his birthright as the firstborn to Jacob for a bowl of beans, which that's a whole nother story. But anyway, so when we get to um, chapter 27, um, Jacob realizes that Isaac is getting ready to bless Esau, but he was like, hey, he sold his birthright to me, so I should get that blessing. So Jacob goes through this whole thing. He makes some stew. He, Him and his mom trick Isaac. And and so when Esau returns with his, uh, his stew, he realizes that his brother has but now been blessed in his place. And so this is where we're at, at verse 38. And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me even so, even also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Esau and Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above and by thy sword shalt thou live and shalt serve thy brother and it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck verse 40 in the amplified version it reads it's a little clearer in the amplified version by your sword you shall live and serve your brother but the time shall come when you will grow restive and break loose and you shall tear his yoke from off your neck. That word restive means to be restless or uneasy or agitated, a.k.a. when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You have to get sick and tired of the yoke of bondage in your life. How long are you going to let the devil act a fool? How long are you going to have more month than money? You know what I'm talking about. You run out of money before the month has ended, and then there you are strapped. How long are you going to let the devil continue to rob you? When you get fed up with, with how things are going, then you will partner with the word and do something. This principle of people being fed up with their circumstances is found all throughout the Bible. The woman with the issue of blood in the book of Mark chapter 5. She lived with her issue for 12 years. And when she heard that Jesus was in town, she believed in her heart. She said within herself, and then her faith moved her to action to get her healing. Blind Bartimaeus in the book of Mark. In the book of Mark chapter 10, he heard that Jesus was in his area and he was sick and tired of being blind. And he began to shout and yell, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. People thought he was crazy. People tried to shut him up, but he did not shut up. He kept yelling out for Jesus to have mercy on him. And so when you get fed up, with your circumstances, you will do whatever is required to get your breakthrough. 
Amen. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hearing testimony, supernatural testimonies from the, the, the people in our church. I'm just looking forward to it. I'm excited. I love to see the children of God win. It makes my heart so happy when I hear great testimonies or I see somebody who has struggled for years and then they experience their suddenly. I want to see more victories. And I believe that this is the time. This year has been declared the year of El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. This is the year of maximum results. I want to see all of the blessings of God upon your life and my life. Amen. Amen. So if you've been listening and you're not familiar with any type of victory and life has just been hard, or if you don't know this God or his promises that I've been talking about, I'm going to invite you to say this prayer with me. Just say it out loud with your lips and mean it with all of your heart. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead and that you're coming back again for me. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Hey, and I tell you, if you said that prayer with me right now, you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt if you were to breathe your last breath that you would find yourself in heaven. But but more importantly, not more importantly, there's nothing more important than going to heaven. But for now, if you said that prayer, you can know that there has been a heavenly um, transaction. And all of the promises in the Bible are yours. All this, you have entered into a covenant with the God of heaven. Amen. So um, I just want to say congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. Amen. Amen. I pray that this blessed you and I pray that you will come back for the next episode. All right. God bless you. Talk to you later. Bye.